0: Bing bong. Hey, it's producer Mackie Mouse here. Uh, just wanted to drop in a quick note before you begin the season finale episode of The Misfits on Main. It would not be The Misfits without a little snafu here and there. Uh, this has happened once in our season before, but we had a little bit of recording trouble. Uh, you'll notice on CJ and I mic, Mike, they might sound a little strange uh this episode but uh not to worry we will have all this cleared up for season two uh but in classic misfits form we decided to uh you know throw a wrench in the very last episode so um without further ado here you go uh with the season finale episode 25 of misfits on main thanks
1: This may be the season one finale, but some of us make some rookie recording mistakes. We also have a listener-supported hot take, and all three of us Misfits tackle your listener questions. All that and more, coming up.
2: Welcome to the Island of Misfit twice.
1: Hey, listeners, guess what? That's right. Season one is getting wrapped right now on the Island of Misfit Toys. It's CJ. It's
0: Isla. Hey, it's the Mackey Mouse.
1: This is our first real deal listener show. This whole entire show is guided by you, the listeners of this awesome podcast. We are so excited. Because we get to hear from so many incredible misfit friends. But first, as always, fam, I know the answer. This is a loaded one. And even our less, even our listeners know there's been a lot going on. But how are you guys doing?
3: I just want to say that I can't believe episode one was the same year as what's going on right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> <Right>? actually <laughs> wild. <laughs>
0: that's really wild, actually.
1: Yeah, and um, you all know we really we don't ever want to miss shows here. Ever want to miss shows here. So something clearly went on. If we if we missed a week, we really People appreciate all of you. We're alive. Yeah, all we're of all us are breathing. here.
0: That's important.
1: And as I said in the story on Instagram, if you're not following us there, that's the best way to keep up with what's going on, the behind the scenes. Um, as I told you all, we're fine. All of us are fine. We're still living and breathing. But life in 2020 is wild. So thank you all for hanging on an extra week for this much-anticipated season finale. Um, we're really pumped. We are really excited. So without any further ado, let's not... Dwelling on the last week, let's focus on a lot of positivity. I know me and my co-host have had a great time, our past 24 episodes. I can't wait to relive all of that with all of you in the Misfit Mafia. So let's kick things off right off the bat, going across the pond to our friend Alicia.
2: Hi Misfits, this is Alicia calling very briefly because I hate recording my own voice. But I wanted to celebrate the end of season one by saying thank you for bringing some Disney magic to me every Monday, all the way to Liverpool, UK. Uh, I just love how well it works with the three of you, and I'm super happy for you, CJ, the nicest guy on the internet. I'm so excited to see what's next. So thank you.
3: Bye.
0: For the record, I love your voice, so please never stop I will always be
3: mad at whatever higher power is out there for giving me a Boston accent when everyone else sounds (laughs) a lot cooler
0: especially people from from great britain i feel like yeah British and y'all so you, awesome
1: you yeah. didn't miss that in the call that's coming from liverpool uk um that's our good friend alicia uh alicia knows uh, i i actually had to listen to this one in advance uh because alicia has been around through my other podcast adventures so when she said she's very happy for me she she means in in finding a landing spot here with these with these fellow misfits so um I it was a tearjerker moment for me to get that voicemail un un totally unsolicited voicemail from Alicia. It, it brought a tear to my eye. Um. So thank you, friend, for for sticking uh, around and and following these podcast adventures with me. I I am happy for myself also. I I think I found a good home here, and uh, I'm I'm humbled to know that we have listeners from Liverpool from the that UK. Is so cool. That's It just blows my mind. Blows it's like my mind. Like
3: a pen pal, like when you're in middle school. <laughs>
1: yep. yeah that's uh and great. she is very and she is part of our patreon group and i just uh I'm, I'm very humbled to have the support of all of you but when we start getting calls and people who have overseas accents that's if when you you're really accent,
3: like please call in we encourage it
1: what is going on yes so we do um our next call comes in from danielle hi It's
2: danielle aka go in here. And I wanted to give a quick call to say congratulations on an amazing first season. You have certainly brought a lot of joy to myself and I know to many other misfits every single podcast. I have loved getting to hear your Molotovs and Mickey bars each week as well as your genuine thoughts and feelings about various Disney topics. No matter how controversial they might be. So thank you for being yourselves and not holding back because that is what truly makes this podcast so special. You guys are obviously amazing, and I can't wait for season two.
1: Yay! Bye!
0: People sound really enthusiastic.
1: Can for... we just like get a touch of what Danielle's got going? Right? <laughs> like, can we just get a touch of that? I <laughs> we like obviously. it a Children, lot.
3: Guys. Yeah. So this is ingrained in
0: her. I like it a lot i like it a lot if i i appreciate the uh the enthusiasm
3: yeah danielle um, is a real life friend which i think is really cool but what i have loved the most about doing this podcast and danielle being a listener is that she will always dm me while she's listening like opinions and thoughts and feelings for what i have to say and it sparks a really cool conversation that i've learned things about danielle that i didn't know before so i'll that's one of the cool things about this podcast. I agree. I'm yeah. sure there's other people that called in that I feel this, like that way about too, but like, yeah. it's just so cool
0: i get yeah, a, and i get a few people like that too like that end up sparking conversation based on something that we were talking about in dms later which is which is kind of awesome that you which know,
3: i love when people yeah. do yep. like they're like hey i'm listening right now um these are my thoughts and feels and i'm like yeah i appreciate yeah. these yeah
0: yeah it extends the conversation that is already interesting but we don't have time to really delve into like beyond the scope of the yeah. podcast which is kind of cool
1: um and for those of you like who are listening who are zad crew media peeps uh you know danielle Danielle uh, waves that Zad Crew flag really, really proud. So if if you want to be involved in a conversation with another listener, reach out to Danielle. Danielle is such a community-driven person. So if you are if you hear something on the podcast and you're like, gosh, I really want to continue that conversation with somebody, Danielle is one of those kind of people. Like she is 100% yes. one of those kind of people that you could hit up and be like, hey, look, I just – what would you think about this on the show today? And, and 100% – To the T, she is a a community person who would love to have that kind of a conversation with you. And that's what I also love that we're starting to really build here is, yes, we love our podcast, but I think I can speak for my co-host and myself. Uh, I think we're even more proud of the community. I think we're even more proud of the fact that we are building this community around our podcast. Um, that's that's what's really humbling to me and, and I think to my, my co-host also. Yeah,
3: because if you guys weren't aware, we did not become millionaires off of season one, so the next best no. thing is creating a really cool community.
1: Right. True true that. Alright, another familiar voice. We're going to kick it to our fellow podcasting friend, Brian. Hey, what's up, misfits? It's Brian Patton
4: calling you from inside my car. It's raining right now. Uh, first thing I wanted to say is Isla's Pixar short Main Street uh idea hit me right in the feels I loved it. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was perfect. Uh congratulations on season one. I discovered this podcast, uh Ryan Draw stuff. I think he posted the Misfits Come Out Play shirt and I was like, Well it's Misfits on Me. And I downloaded the podcast. I think you were seven episodes in and instantly fell in love. You guys are my favorite Disney podcast. Um, you're amazing. I'm going to miss you for however long you're off until we get season two. The show is great. Uh, excellent way to start my Monday morning, 5.30 a.m., wake up, download this and, uh, enjoy it. One, do a real quick stream it or skip it. Uh, Earth to Ned on Disney Plus. Uh, man, I, I tried really hard to like this show. I watched the first two episodes, didn't like it, gave it another shot. Still, I just don't get it. I know a lot of people think it's funny. I say skip it. Society of Second Born Royals has a lot of Disney Channel movie vibes to it, but overall, it was enjoyable, and I think it's uh, worth a stream, a nice little Friday night movie. So, uh, congratulations on
1: Season 1 of the podcast. Love you guys. Take care.
0: Nice.
1: Somebody needs to take this, because I'm going to be super emotional. (laughs)
0: I like that we have co-host voicemails that just uh, like participate in the segments is like one of my favorite things that we ever hear. And
1: and when somebody who's, and I've said this about Brian before, but when somebody is in this world and knows the work that goes into a podcast and says that we are their favorite of any any category, I get a lump in my throat. Right. I literally get, that gives me all the feels because- Brian knows firsthand from being a podcaster how much work and effort goes into what we put out and yeah. to have anybody be like, hey man, you guys are my favorite blank podcast. I, I you know, I don't even care if you said blank uh world's okayest podcast. Um I, I would accept it. Um I, fact, I just that means a it. lot, man. <laughs> yeah, that means a lot, Brian. So uh thanks. And I I love that you took a Mackie, stream it or skip it and gave us one of each. We got a skip it and a stream it. So love I love it. that. Love
3: it. I'm just like somebody found us through someone else i i don't know why but i still have this mindset that um people that i know only listen to this podcast because they're my friend and they feel bad for me. so the fact that there are people out there that like found it and they're like wow this is cool i want to get involved like Brian is another one that has DM'd me on multiple occasions to comment on the dumb stuff that I say. And I <laughs> honestly thought that he was a friend of CJ's, and I am really mind blown that he just showed up, which is even cooler. That is but, cool, um, yeah. I need well, I get to say
1: he's it. a friend of mine now. I get to say <laughs> that know, now. But, you know but I mean. yeah, not before. No. Wow. Also, yep. never stop saying cool.
3: Oh, I've said it like 20 times in the past. <laughs> it's however okay. Many we've now it's important. your thing. Now so you have
0: to say it all the time. Now. Oh, ew, ew. <laughs>
1: Brian, uh, wow, man. Thank you. And thanks for being part of this journey with us. Thanks for the involvement that you've had. Yeah, I, we, we've we talked on DM a few times. Uh, we actually even talked about the season break, you know, and, and what what that would look like. And uh, it's really awesome to be able to get some back and forth with somebody else in this world. Um, And I s you know, I certainly have appreciated getting to know you and the friendship. So, Uh, man keep keep those calls coming in season two brian thanks for the
3: fifth gate shout outs yeah yeah. that That
0: actually sounded like it was going to be a much harder task than it ended up being that out of all of the stuff in the season i think that one that one because we're going to continue yeah yeah, same but i think because we're going to continue beyond just that one i think that one's turning into my favorite i like that one it was, a, it was
1: a fun episode. If y'all missed that one, uh don't Which means a go lot back.
3: coming
1: from Mackie. Go go like. back yeah, and listen to deal. that. Yeah, that is a big deal. That was a big homework assignment episode. And Mackie's that like, I, I like that do, one.
0: And I did live, but I but I have had fun doing it.
1: Yeah, so I hope I hope everybody enjoyed that fifth gate episode. I, I really obviously enjoy that stuff. And Brian, I, I appreciate you calling in with uh, hey, look, I think both of my co-hosts nailed it. You know, I don't care when they did their homework, I just care that they get A's. And they got A's. They got A's, no doubt. So, uh, all right. Our next voicemail comes in from Jason. And this wraps up the first chunk of voicemails from our friend Jason from Happiest Place Photography.
5: Hey, Misfits. It's Jason from Happiest Place Photography. Just want to congratulate you all on a fantastic first season. I finally caught up a couple of weeks ago, and it has been a really great journey to listen to you guys. That being said, I did just want to provide a little bit of insight on the Disneyland side of the layoffs. Um, I can't speak as much for Walt Disney World, but I do commend Disney for giving it a shot and holding out as long as they could, unlike that other theme park in Orlando and Hollywood, which decided to do their first round of layoffs the first week that Orlando opened. That really surprised me, but I think Disney did a good job of waiting and trying to see what callbacks were looking like in Florida before making that decision that could not have been an easy one. Like you guys said, Josh kind of became the face of that, even though it is very clearly not something that he would want to do himself. That being said, I do have some information on the Disneyland side, like I mentioned, and it seems that Disney took several factors into consideration, which is, huge when it comes to this sort of thing, and one of those decisions that they made was to look at how many people they expected to call back by, I believe, April of next year, and then also they took into consideration how many people they expect to either give their notice before being recalled back to work or those who will be retiring. So they definitely tried to take into consideration some things and reduce the number of layoffs as much as possible, which I think not a lot of people know or have seen that side of it. So I think they did a good job there, and hopefully they don't have to lay off as many people as they've announced. So we will see. One final note is that on the shows, Frozen and Mickey and the Magical Map at Disneyland and California Adventure, it was noticed that even though they sent an end-of-show notice, they have done that in the past and had shows come back. So there's always hope there. And last but not least, I would definitely keep Disneyland instead of Walt Disney World.
1: Have a good one, guys. Oh See God. you next season. Wow. Um, I, <laughs> I, end. End. Spoiler alert here. I, I'm not going to dive into too much. Um, but Jason is uh, – let's just say Jason has his finger on the pulse out in Disneyland. And he has been – very he is he and i have had a lot of conversations on the disneyland news side of things because He's that is on. not necessarily our expertise when it comes to everything going on regarding the reopening uh but jason has his finger on the pulse out there he knows what's happening so i asked him if he would call in and give us his like official update as to what he knows is happening over there so kind of consider that our hot topic for the day um that we we got somebody who is out there who really knows the Disneyland way of working. Um, So and I agree. I do agree. We've talked about it on the show. Walt Disney Company had to make tough decisions this year. All right. They just had to. But I think, as Jason said, they really did everything they could to hold off as long as they possibly could. Um, I know we can sit here and talk about how, you know, the top 5% in the company is still making their bonuses and all of that. I, I, I agree. But. As a company, the tough decisions that they made, they still held off as long as they possibly could, and I I do commend that. I do commend that. Yeah, I also think
3: people are going to want to talk about the drama and not any of the positives, so I think that's why we're not talking about it a lot. Because yeah,
0: that's definitely true. That's yeah, that's just that's just how news gets delivered now, which is unfortunate because some of that news is dramatic you know like a lot of black lives matter stuff and when all that stuff was going on like it was bad like it really was genuinely like the drama was real and it was deserved um and there it's hard now because we're so accustomed to that to separate out the stories that deserve that amount of drama because enough is enough and the stories that like are misconstrued because they just want to make it seem bigger than it really is. And or are unfortunately are like
1: piggybacking. Yeah. yeah. Or even worse yeah. or unfortunately Absolutely. piggybacking, which is what's really become kind of grotesque across all of the, like a lot of stuff in 2020 yeah. is like yeah. the piggybacking yeah. journalism that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: just making it sound like things are like, oh, there's a conga line of hurricanes. Oh my God, 2020 is the worst. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You mean the way it is every year during hurricane season in the Atlantic that no one says anything about? That's not, you know, it's right. stuff like that, that you get programmed into believing the media going, oh no, another bad thing. That's awful. I should be upset. I'm like, no, that's normal. And it's
3: like, normal. we also, the guy in charge loves to be dramatic. So it, like, that's yeah. not even a political statement. I think he would even say that. yeah. yeah. Hey, do you so think in that's his
0: style of running
1: things? Yeah. Do you think and, in 2018 we would have ever heard about murder hornets? No, you know, murder that's hornets, a, it, they didn't kill anybody. Like they weren't killing any people. Like I wish Phoenix you know, told like,
3: me about some of this. Like right
1: but, no. but Do you think they would yeah.
0: have been called murder hornets?
3: And that's what I'm saying. Is you know I just I mean? think
1: like 2020 became such an opportunistic year for people to jump on the dark yeah. and everything's horrible and everything's yeah. awful. As the kids and, are
3: saying, the bingo card
1: yeah oh my God. um i not yeah i'm I with you mackie so. i just uh this was the year that hey it's time for some positivity we're almost at the end of the year everybody let's start thinking positive we've we tried.
3: We tried
0: that being yes. said there's no way like that people weren't going to get laid off like there's no like we lost also, billions yes. of dollars like it was going to happen at some point and granted it was not a perfect execution on on any side but like you know, it's not it's not like this was a perfectly operating year and Marvel made a bunch of money and all these movies are doing great. And then they decided to lay off people so they can make more money. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was an ex- it was a thing that kind of had to happen. And it, it really is uh, encouraging to know that some some background information on the fact that it, at least in Disneyland. The factors they, that
3: were yeah, that they now tried. Now, like they tried.
0: I, it, I, I imagine that something like that is happening here, but we'll never know because the news cycle here is slightly different than it is up. I, honestly, we would probably have never
1: known if it wasn't for him.
0: So thank you. And for that's why I love that.
1: Jason calling in because it's not its not a news source. This is this is somebody right. who's like, you yeah, know, I, again... Like he's in
3: the mob the way that you're pointing <laughs> it. You're like... Well, no. He has, a pul- he has a finger on the pulse. Like, okay, is he in the mafia? like We gotta protect I, the guy,
0: man. You know, we gotta... Yeah, gotta, gotta
3: protect him.
0: No, I just yeah, know sources. that...
3: Let's
1: just say he, he does have family that works in the company, and so I do know that they they're being affected, and, and so Jason's he,
3: dad is Thumb Bob,
1: actually. <laughs> thumb Bob, oh my god. Um, so Chapstick I appreciate bob. I appreciate him calling in, uh, <laughs> with an update on stuff that we wouldn't have known about Chapstick Chapstick Bob.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: So again, that was that was our hot topic. <laughs> that's,
0: that's what I call him. I call him oh, Chapstick I made Bob.
3: Myself laugh.
1: Uh, so that Sorry. was kind of our, our own little hot take for the day, uh, for the episode. So are really it's...
3: just going to glaze over the fact that he would keep Disneyland. <laughs> yeah.
1: <it> like... <laughs> hey, look, I think it was one of those, we 100%, I- I'm not surprised that anybody has called or voiced their opinions for their home park. Like, Of course, Disneyland people are going to be like, Get rid of Disney World. Like I I can't drive there.
0: (laughs) I can tell you right now, if I had to Disneyland right now, if I if I had already visited Disneyland at the time of that question, I may have had a different answer. Honestly, especially based on what you guys are saying. When
3: you go to Disneyland, I I want to be there when you go to Disneyland for the first time.
0: Maybe we'll make that happen. We'll 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 take a misfit trip to Disneyland. Because wow, cool. Yeah, the misfit trip.
3: I know because we haven't been to Disneyland together either, which is wild
1: i know Me that's crazy Link yeah i know Field so trip, all the disney things we have planned 20, together that's 20, not one of eight. them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Harper
1: so this
3: is high school graduation
0: i was gonna say it'll be, it'll be harper's <laughs> high school party
1: <laughs> uh it is a time uh you know hey we, we may be moving on to another season but we're still trying to sell some merch so isla why don't you, why don't you sell some t-shirts buy our
3: t-shirts
1: good
0: job so uh, let's move on <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hi, friends. Hi, misfits. It's me, your girl, Isla. Walt Disney World is open again and personal feelings decide about that. They are a no shirt, no shoes, no service kind of place. So what do you wear to the parks? Misfit merch. Where can you find misfit merch? Misfits Use coupon code Isla is the best coho. No, okay, I'm just kidding. Use coupon code PICKLE for some money off your order. Again, coupon code PICKLE. Like Lucky's Pickle. If you don't know, now you know. I want us all to be twinning. I want you to tag us in all of your pictures, everything. Another way to save some money, be the first to know about dope new stuff, and also maybe learn all of our deepest, darkest secrets? Sign up for our newsletter, also on misfitsonmain.com. Comment, like, subscribe, shop, smash that like button. XOXO, Gossip Girl. <laughs>
1: All right, this could be the earliest m- misfit midbreak we've ever had 20 minutes into an episode, and I'm, I'm here for it. Wow. I have a travel tip for everybody. It's been a little bit since we had a two-bit travel tip. With all the 2021 dates open for Walt Disney World and 2022 cruises starting to book, now is the time to book your travel for the future. Not only is this the cheapest time to book your vacations, it's also the best way to guarantee you get those accommodations that you want. So here's that shameless plug. If you were interested in planning a future vacation, contact me, C J. A Y D, at magicalvacationplanner.com, and make sure when you email that you heard it, that you said you heard about it here on the podcast. All right, that's really important. Make sure you told you tell me that you heard about it here on the podcast, and let's uh, let's start planning for the brighter years ahead, everybody. 2021 and 2022.
3: That reminds me, I found the sailing that I want for 2022. So uh, if we're you just gonna do that gonna, right now. We can, just... but also I can tell you about it
1: <laughs> We'll 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 hit that up later. But shameless plug, I guess, from Isla. Um, yeah, I I uh, I travel plan for quite a few people out in the misfit uh, misfit mafia. So let me know if there's anything I can do for all of you.
3: I would also just like to say, even if you are a seasoned Disney veteran and you feel as though you know every inch of the park or the cruise ship or whatever. I still think you can benefit from a travel agent. I am somebody that has been to Disney World too many times, and I've been on a lot of cruises, and I've been to Disneyland, but I still go to CJ.
1: Uh, There are times that Isla even hits me up and says, hey, so I booked this last night at 2 a.m. I'm just going to transfer it to you. I
3: did not (laughs) refrain from doing that today, so you should
1: be (laughs) thankful and
3: proud of me, but... (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, but that does happen too. I, you know, people I'm always are like, proud of you. <laughs> "People <laughs> are like, hey, uh, so I did this last night when I was half asleep. Is there a way to transfer it to you?" <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha, you. Don't worry. I now have
3: the transfer form saved <laughs> in my
1: Google Drive. And just fill out. Fine. <laughs> uh, trust me, there are there are certain clients out there who I think, especially right now, no matter how educated you are, COVID times are weird times. Like this is the one time where I really think, no matter how educated you are take take the opportunity to use a travel planner you do not pay for our services the you know walt disney world or universal well you know whoever we're booking through they, they take Make care of DJ our services sit on hold so don't yeah hold don't you do it let yeah. me call the people that i that i know and sit on hold with them so that's it uh end of the shameless plug for me does anybody else have a mid-break this week
3: me hey oh, guys i have a to be determined name new segment for the mid-break. I don't have a name for it. Call it TBD. But it's <laughs> Disney Plus related because apparently all of our mid-breaks need to revolve around just watching TV because we have no lives. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: right now, at least.
3: Mine is what I want to be brought to Disney Plus. I'm going to get up with... A- Season two is going to have a way cooler name than what I want to be put on Disney Plus. <laughs> that- is that acronym my- out? I think we can do it. <laughs> for my first... <laughs> okay. I want to bring back Mike's super short show. Hmm. You guys are both probably...
1: I'm too old, but...
3: Okay, thank you for saying it. I didn't say it, you did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was... <laughs> it was, I don't know, on Disney Channel. I don't know if you guys ever watched Disney Channel a lot, but they had. they didn't have commercials back in the day. I don't know why, but Disney channels didn't have advertisements for like toys or anything like that which i thought was weird it was always something that was disney channel related so there were these little shorts that they showed and this was my super short show and he had like this cool finger thing and they just talked about random stuff it was like a jimmy fallon tonight show but Mm. for kids and it was like three minutes long was
1: his super cool finger thing to put his finger on the pulse (laughs) sorry (laughs) i just had to (laughs) sorry just had to
3: (laughs) i don't know they were just so cute and so funny and i think about it and if i probably watched it now i would probably hate it and think it was really lame but it was very nostalgic for me to think about that there was another one where there was like cooking different food from around the world. So I would just like to bring back more Disney, old school Disney Channel stuff. Like I know there's Lizzie McGuire. I know we have Even Stevens. We have the DCOMs, which I'm very thankful for. And I do watch a lot more than I care to admit. But I would like to bring back everything. Phil of the Future. Like, mm, yeah, that show deserved a way better ending than what we got. I mm. want more Disney Channel on Disney Plus.
0: You know and that I was a think really that, that
3: would really sell because believe me, the people my age eat that ish up.
0: Yeah, that was a really kind of epic time in television when, they, and there were so many and and like they obviously just pumped n- them out. Like, now iconic actors like Shia LaBeouf and all those people who are, came out of those. You know, uh, that was very much post Mickey Mouse Club, but you know, like it wasn't like that kind of variety show style. It was actually like. Long form or like short form episodics, like sitcom style. Yeah, they were so good. They were so good.
3: They're still like Lizzie McGuire is still good.
0: What was the one with the puppet? Um, Lamb Chop. Like like That's the showing the, my age. <laughs> it was like a it was like a black family something Skeeter. Uh, I forget. I'm I, I gotta look it with up the now because i Yeah, it was like an actual like Jim Henson Muppet. Uh oh who gosh, was like Cousin Skeeter. Cousin Skeeter, that's what it was. I
3: called. literally have never heard of that.
0: Cousin Skeeter.
3: But there was I'm Life not... with Derek, which was Life with Derek is very controversial because they were step siblings but there was definitely something going on. It was not appropriate, but they tried to play it off like it was. But Life with Derek was another good one. Or
0: Cousin Skeeter. Maybe. Nobody remembers Cousin can Skeeter. Am I crazy?
3: On, can you click on something because I can only see like tiny bits.
0: Like that was and Mackie, literally.
3: I have legitimately never seen. This. You've
0: never seen this, so okay. So to fill you guys no, in, I just no I just pulled up some pictures God. of Cousin Skeeter. For I just put I shared my screen with Isla and and CJ so they can see this crazy weird Muppet. Uh, and you you recognize this guy, right? Like, he could be Kebe, and uh, another one became an actor, uh, like after.
1: I'm sorry for everybody was, listening because you're all like, we have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, and no, I know know. I, I know you. Don't. Some of these
0: but listeners honestly, are going to look this you up. You
3: know what? Me and CJ also don't know what Mackie's talking about.
0: Anymore. Yeah, maybe so this you're was, not alone. So, and I maybe this was Nickelodeon. It, so. Maybe it wasn't. I always get Nickelodeon. Remember, I like Doug too? Like, I always get Nickelodeon, ABC, well, and like the both. Disney Channel In stuff. Your
3: defense, it was right. on both Disney and Nickelodeon. But uh, Cousin Skeeter. Well, are you maybe. it sure that wasn't like a PBS just to your area where you live.
0: No, because it was cable. Yeah, well, the listeners will correct me on the last, cable, the
3: last one. So.
1: Maybe that was it.
3: Cousin Disney Skeeter. Channel
0: was cable, though. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it?
1: Yeah. everybody, Everybody's now pulling over on the side of the road to Google Googling Cousin Skeeter because they have no idea what maybe they is. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I could be wrong.
3: If you've heard I've been wrong Cousin before. Skeeter, can you please let Mackie know? Because this is... Well, I, this I, will I, go I can into
1: tell season you two. it was
0: the same time as all those other shows, I, but maybe it was on a different network. So I... Well, this is going to be a stream it or
3: skip it. It's Cousin Skeeter for season two. two. It's going to be skip it for
0: everybody who doesn't know it exists.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps up the mid break. And uh, as I said, our main topic this week, guess what we're going to do? We're going to listen to some more voicemails. (laughs) We're going to listen to some more voicemails. Uh, This section of the of the show, pretty much uh, we saved for the voicemails where people asked us some questions. So I will tell you all. The only thing I really did through these was kind of like skim through real quick so that I knew which voicemails to play in which sections. But I don't really know a lot of these questions either. So for the most part, we're listening to these for the very first time here with everybody else. Literally like on the spot. Here we go. Kicking things off with our friend Annalise.
2: Hey guys, it's Annalise, also known as a gift come true on Instagram. I just want to thank you guys for starting this podcast and it's definitely been a place where I can find Disney magic every Monday. So you guys definitely did an amazing job at that. And it has got been able to have a place where I can meet and connect with other misfits. Example, Isla lives literally maybe 20 minutes away from me and it's definitely been a new friendship and I'm pretty excited about it. So my question for you guys is if you could be any character in any animated or live action movie, Which movie would it be? And what character would you become best friends with? Thanks, guys, for an amazing season. I can't wait to see what season two has in store. Bye, guys.
0: Hold on. One more time. What character
1: character from, like, what movie? So if you could pick any animated character or live-action movie. uh, So, yeah, any character in an animated or live-action movie, which movie would it be? And what character would you become best friends with? So, like, I'm not kidding, y'all. I look, it's just huh. skim through and looked for question marks. And if I saw question marks, I assumed that it was a question to ask in the show. So I did not know this was coming. And, uh, I'm yeah, I'm stumped. Annalise, this is a really good one. This is a thought-provoking question for sure. Does anybody yeah, Is anybody ready? You're ready to go? All right, you take yeah, it. Yeah,
3: because I already am my character in real life. And <laughs> I'm already best friends with the one that I would pick. I am Judy Hopps. If you know me at all
4: in any capacity. <sighs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. I literally
3: am Judy, minus the cop thing. But I am Judy Hobbs. And I married my best friend, who is Nick Wilde. <laughs> also, very, uh, very true. I believe true.
0: that. I believe that.
3: <laughs> also, very so, true. Wow. That was be. super. Yeah. Judy something,
0: something tells me I would be Sebastian because I'm neurotic and anxious and a musician. And I feel like that's fitting. And I give people advice a lot.
3: Oh, and he's real grumpy. I could totally. And he's from the, the Caribbean, Sebastian.
0: which I also am from. So yeah,
1: I feel like that—that's gotta be it. I feel All like right, there's a better fit. I, I um, yeah, who'd be best friends with? I
3: mean, it doesn't if, have to be from the Little
0: Mermaid. Right, I was gonna say it's not gonna make sense because I'm a crab, but uh, I feel <laughs> like a uh, uh, Flynn Rider is a character that I that I his ideals and the way that he does things very loosey goosey like that because I can't physically because my personality no well but he the way that he's like post like, yeah. Like, yeah 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 yeah, okay, not right. at the beginning but like but but actually at his core he's really about control like his own version of control and adaptation money happens to be the driving thing but he's really like a he's like a no he's like a rascal right so he kind of improv like he improvises, a like he's asshole. he's good at like adapting you know as situations get him into trouble i like the fact that he's like not a bad guy but he can get himself out of situations that he gets himself into you know um i can see you guys so oh and with your
1: and drinking. with your claws you can always pinch his cute little cheeks Aww.
0: <laughs> or brush his beautiful hair <laughs> that's right <laughs> i don't know i made that up because that was the first two i like that, that though i mean
1: your, your reasoning was good actually your reasoning kind of led me to where i would be uh if anybody knows me you would not be surprised i i honestly think that i would be sully
0: sure yeah um, that makes sense
1: you know, I'm I'm kind of like uh I'm I'm a big dude, and I know a lot of people see me coming. I've even heard this from people before that I'm I can be intimidating to walk up to, uh. But I really do think I'm I a gentle really giant. Like I really think I'm just a gentle giant. Like I really think I'm I'm soft and fluffy and and yeah. We
3: know you you cry every episode. I <laughs> know.
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So I really think I'd be. I think I'm kind of a sully. Um, college wasn't my thing. If y'all have, have watched Monsters University, college was not really Sully's thing.
3: Spoiler alert. Oh my goodness. Um, You did not notice that.
1: If you (laughs) haven't watched Monsters University at this point, get on.
3: (laughs) It was was Um,
0: actually not that long ago. I watched it for the first time.
3: Like I think it was,
1: and it's not like I, it's not like I have any major spoiler exactly what happened, but you know that college is not, was not for Sully. So yeah, um, that would be who I'd be, who I'd be, uh, friends with. Um, or I'd be mean, who I would be, but who would I be friends with? I mean, the obvious choice would be Mike, but no, I mean I, we gotta we gotta think we gotta dare to be different here, right? Um how about how about like literally it is who I'm best friends with. I spend more time with any other living person. My daughter. So Boo. You know? Um my Riley, boo. Kind of it just makes the most Sally sense. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's very really fitting. Accept. Um and I spend more more waking moments with Riley slash boo. Um, than anybody else. So there's my my bestie is is Boo. So Annalise, thanks for that one. That was a really thought-provoking... That was a thought-provoking question. And if anybody wants to call to kick off season two with their answers, um, we would love to play some of these uh, answers. You guys call, give some answers, and we'll space them out a little bit through through season two.
3: Also, yes, Annalise, we are friends. I just want to let you guys know that Annalise has gotten into a special place in my heart because she texted me the other day and told me that she just started Gossip Girl. Hey. Oh,
0: boy. XOXO.
3: We know how we feel about that. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. All right, so we have another return caller. This time, it's our friend Caroline.
2: Hey, misfits. It's Caroline from It's Caroline, y'all. I have put this off long enough. Um, I know that you want to make your episode before break, all full of callers and listeners, and I wanted to be a part of that, but I just didn't know how to put it all into words, how much this first season has meant to me. I was in a really big clunk because of COVID. I know you guys understand, and you guys really pulled me out of that. So, I want to say thank you. Enjoy the break. I can't wait to see what season two has in store. And also, I have a hard-hitting question for you. You have to get rid of one. You can't combine them, you can't bring elements of the other, but with flower and garden kind of flowing into food and wine this year, I wonder if you had to get rid of one, which would it be? Food and wine gone forever or flower and garden gone forever? Can we hear what you think, Misfit? I actually
1: know, uh, I I know Isla and I are going to be the same on this one. We've actually had, Isla and I have had this conversation off podcast, literally just walking through the park and been like, yeah, Flower All and Garden is so round, much better.
3: Every single time we go to a festival, we're like, Flower and Garden is way better. Yeah. We're huh. like snobby about it.
1: Um, Flower and Garden is my favorite festival, bar none, not even a competition. The only thing that can compare is that uh, Food and Wine has the Apple Blossom Sky. Like, <laughs> Take the Apple Blossom Sky and move it to Flower and Garden and I'm sold. Is it, specifically and
0: the, is it the specific food offerings or is it just the... So what about him?
1: It's the vibe, the yeah. Okay, I funny. think yeah. so. Here's what it boils down to for me: food and wine, and and Mackie, don't take this as offense. All of our local listeners don't think this is an offense, but food and wine is very much like the like locals get out there and go hard for food and wine, and True. I I certainly don't blame them. I would too if I live there. But Flower and Garden just seems like a way more chill and peaceful, like quiet, mm. like more enjoyable festival. You also get all the topiaries, which is just a huge bonus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The uh, the flower blanket around the um, the water and around you know near the monorail area, I think, is stunning. Um, I just I really love the the extras that you get now. Food and wine has all of those cooking classes and like sommelier classes and stuff that Dana and I have done, and we really enjoy those. If those were the types of things that they could move to to flower and garden, I know they do a lot of like flower and garden related um, classes, but um, cooking classes and the apple blossom sky, if those could shift to flower and garden, I would say flower and garden year round. Just just do it three hundred and sixty five.
3: I also think my huh. issue is that the elements of weather are not in favor of food and wine. It is so mm-hmm. hot. Tarting really season too. About this on the podcast and off podcast, but. They also make hot foods for food and wine. Like they're like savory, hot, you know, braised beef, mashed potatoes, heavy pasta and cream. And it's like, I don't want to eat that in 108 degree weather. It's uh, not interesting. for me because I'm already sweating. I need seven hair ties and eight <laughs> water bottles. <laughs> and eight water bottles. And have
1: you noticed that food and food and like, as you I mean, you just kind of hit the nail on the head. I think it's because they're planning on going into fall. So they're trying to set that fall mood. It's always heavier food. Yeah, it's almost like saying, they should be so switched.
3: Half the festival is just not for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. I. What about I, you, Mackie, as the local? I have traditionally liked food and wine more, uh, but only because, as I treat them the same like first of all locally i don't have to worry about it being too hot or raining because if i walk in the park and five minutes later i don't like it i friggin' turn around and go back home and i'll come back another day which you can't really do when you're on vacation you have to just deal with it which so which changes the the way that you have to you know like what you can accept and stuff um so i kind of avoid the unfavorable parts like we <laughs> we frequently will go to epcot that closes at nine at like 6 30 seven o'clock and like mad hit you know a few booths when it's been beautiful cooling down weather it's Mm -hmm. getting to be nighttime and we have a great time and it's fine we only do like three or four we only stay for a couple hours and then we go home and it's totally okay um and when we're just going apples to apples here it felt like the just the i found more foods that i crave after the fact At food and wine but that's been changing a little bit over the last couple years where now flower and garden has kind of caught up with and flower and garden food and wine were always on par and and the the festival of the arts was always like meh because they're like trying to make things pretty and be really creative with it which just take away from the actual quality of the food um so flower and garden food and wine in my head i even would confuse a lot of the things that they offer because in my head they were kind of the same thing except for the time of year yeah. So it's, it's a little bit harder for me to answer because it's all, it's all food. It's all like just, you know, Epcot's festival thing is all blended into one. But I think for all the reasons that you said, even though I, that's not my personal experience with them, I, I, I get why Flower and Garden has the upper, upper hand. That kind of makes sense.
1: Well, and as a photographer? You know, for me, what am I going to take yeah. photos of? Um, you're not taking many photos at Food and Wine Festival, but Flower and Garden gives you a lot of photographic. I will opportunities.
3: say.
0: That's Food a, a valid
1: point. Remy,
3: and I love Remy so
0: much. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: That was because cool. they, they, they went through all the work to put him up for Flower and Garden, and they were like, we can't take him down now. <laughs> so I we're going to leave Homeboy up there. There you go. <laughs> That's fair. So, speaking of friends of Isla, we have another voicemail coming in from a coworker. Hey, Miss Misfits,
2: it's co-worker Nicole.
4: And Miss <laughs> Misfit Chris.
1: Just wanted to call in and say hey. thanks for a great
2: first season.
4: We can't wait to see what's in store for season two.
2: We do have a question for you, though. <laughs> so if all parks head. but one at Walt Disney World were going to be demolished, what park would you say save and why? And don't be basic and pick Magic Kingdom. I'm not here for that. I want to hear true to the grit <laughs> why
1: you would save a park.
4: I'm looking forward to it too. We're looking forward to hearing all your responses, and looking forward to season two.
1: Bye, Bye friends.
0: Listen, full on scripted, scripted. Subject aside, I just want to say, from somebody who never gets emotional on the show, that hits me right in my. It just makes me feel like home, like <laughs> how like crude <laughs> they are, and I'm like calling her misfit Nicole as soon as I get off. Oh of my god! And send her a a I seriously. To the never stop calling into this show it just makes me miss home so bad i'm not from boston but but it makes me miss the north in general because that's how we all talk it's just like i'm not here for that don't do that and be basic thank you very much goodbye
1: (laughs) and i love they put the work in you can say you can tell they sat down and scripted out what they were going to say they were like hey we're going to be on time here we're going to do this together we're going to ask a question i love that i love that you guys did it together (laughs) anyway i love that you did it together so I know Love you got you. some stuff to say. I was gonna say.
3: <laughs> okay, so wait, we're saving or demolishing? state.
1: We're, sta- we're d- all three are getting demolished. You can only save one park. Here, yeah, one park. Okay, um... Animal Kingdom wow that is not Sub- what i expected
3: submitting my final answer hey
1: guess what anybody who no. knows me knows animal kingdom's my answer too <laughs> Yo, what <laughs> yes. is happening just, right now
3: it's just so different from any other theme park out there yep like hundred percent bush gardens with the like half zoo yeah,
0: yeah forget
3: that animal kingdom is so immersive and so creative every time i go in there i completely forget that i'm in florida i could walk into asia africa and i I am clearly very cultured because I walk in these places and think I'm there. So, and I know people <laughs> that are probably from Asia and Africa are like, "You are so American." But I mean,
0: to be fair, they did a really good job with with the atmosphere stuff. Right. Those two and specifically, just, little details are really you know, I mean.
3: know all cast members are amazing and they go above and beyond. But the people that work in these specific areas in Animal Kingdom are just like, also hmm. immerse themselves into this world. And it's, and where can you just walk around and see Kevin? It's true. And if I'm demolishing something, you know I'm not demolishing Buffalo Chicken Chips, it could, would not be <laughs> yeah, a if I didn't mention Buffalo Chicken. That's chips. true. That's
0: true. That's
3: hard to yeah, name. for I
1: mean, me, so for me it's it's. Um, I mean, I have created some video content that I really love in Animal Kingdom. Some photography content that I've really loved in Animal Kingdom. It is my favorite park of all four. Even if you said we could pick Magic Kingdom, I would still. Choose Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom is my favorite of all Disney theme parks. California Adventure, I love you. You're you're second on the list, but Animal Kingdom for the reasons that that um, Isla said. I just hmm. it's it's so immersive. I'm an animal person to my core. I grew up loving going to the zoo. I love that I can get on a thrill attraction and then see a gorilla two minutes later. For me, that blows my mind. That blows my mind that I could be on Everest and then go see a lo- I go see a tiger. It's like,
3: and you don't feel right. guilty about these animals because you yes. know there are some zoos where we're looking at you, Joe Exotic. You do not feel good about going <laughs> right, to these right, things. Right, right, right. But yeah, you know, Animal Kingdom is on the top of their game at rehabilitation. You know, rescuing.
1: Oh my They're God bougie disney life you know that you know yeah. that
0: i i know we didn't have hot topics but did you know that a giraffe was born today
1: yes
0: i was in a meeting at work and and the executive of our entire department like showed us a picture and was like a, it was like today i think a few hours ago whatever a little baby giraffe was born and there's a baby aardvark, i think that was mm-hmm. either born or is about to be born yeah it was adorable
1: anyway sorry but you but Mackie, you just you literally just hit the nail on the head as to why i love the park so much um because it's always changing
3: or a banshee yeah
1: right that's true so there you go that would be mine
3: Pandora would not doesn't even need to be included i literally would still save animal kingdom even if pandora didn't exist
0: i really i really like animal kingdom a lot um I Animal Kingdom would be second for me, a very, very close second, uh, and I It'd have a hard time American with this.
3: Hollywood Studios.
0: Well, okay, but the reason it, I have a problem with that too, because Hollywood Studios would be my pick, but not the current version of Hollywood Studios. I kind of hate the current version of Hollywood. Studios. I like Hollywood Studios has the potential to be more or different. It doesn't have to go back to the original film studio thing because I don't think there's enough interest in that kind of behind the scenes that was a huge thing in the 90s right i always talk about this is like when movies were i will never forget the fact that when jurassic park came out in 1993 That James Earl Jones had a thing on TV that was the whole behind the scenes. It's on the DVD or on the Blu-ray of of Jurassic Park. That used to show on television on Saturday mornings on some random channel on TV because that's what people were. They were interested in how this stuff was made, but it's because we were at the brink of technology when things – Five years before that were not possible, and we were like breaking through CGI and things were rapidly changing. Now, nobody's impressed by the next four hour Lord of the Rings that's entirely CGI, no one cares. Like, that's just what we expect
1: now. Well, and and the other sad part about it is you know, as much as anybody else, most of these things that used to be done on set and on location with a whole team of people could be done by four people in an office. And, And like, how exciting is that behind
0: the scenes is to see a whole set with puppets and all this stuff to see one guy at a computer just clicking for three hours and then toys story six is done you know like that's basically what happens so studios doesn't have to go back to that behind the scenes thing but what it is right now is just so disjointed and stuff that it like has the potential of what it was was so dynamic and epic and it just got demolished for the sake of star wars but if you guys are saving animal kingdom anyway i figure representing the at least film-y, studio-y part of Hollywood Studios in that Galaxy's Edge is legitimately great. And the forward momentum of the possibilities of Mickey's Runaway Railway, which does not is not better than great movie ride. I I wish great movie ride is not the thing that had to suffer to make that ride, but the new technology creating those rides and how exciting that is, even the new direction of Disney jr. You know, mm-hmm. and like the center stage show, I despise the center stage show, but again, the, the style and format of bringing entire giant trucks out with big screens that come up and like delivering stuff to guests and then just taking the entire things away. I like the direction that that's going. So I don't think it's studio. Exactly. Exactly. There. Exactly. And Sunset Boulevard is one of my favorite places. Are
1: you like gonna Paris. call it Cinemagine Park? I think I even remember that. Like what? Yeah. God, we Cinimagine.
0: covered that. That's the crazy part. Our yeah. podcast was already happening when that was going on. Cinemagine. <laughs> yeah. So so not not current Hollywood Studios, but the potential of what Hollywood Studios could become is my is my cheating answer.
1: <laughs> and Nicole Chris, I hope you guys are proud. We did not we did not chicken out. We didn't. We, we did not shake it out. We we threw we threw Magic Kingdom right on Magic that Kingdom is
0: way too hard to get into and inconvenient and is there not... are
3: like six other castles too. It's fine. Like yeah, it's,
0: I mean I I like it as much as the next person, but yeah, it's not.
1: And I'm sorry. Details on Tree of Life are really hard to beat.
0: Heck yeah, really man. Hard to beat.
3: So. Yeah, they grew that so well.
1: I, I, can you imagine I, can you imagine growing it to the point that like every animal grew into the <laughs> shapes that they were supposed to? Like I wow. hear
3: one. I hear one on every trip I ever take and it's always chef's kiss whenever mm-hmm. I hear. Is that a real tree?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that a real tree? Yeah. Is that real? Who did that? Oh my god. Oh my Hey god. Bluey, hey Bluey fans. For real for life. Real life
3: <laughs> for real life.
1: <laughs> All of our, all of our fellow uh, parents out there, they're going yes,
3: even yes. Even if you're not a parent, you should watch Bluey because yeah, it's absolutely
1: hilarious. It's very good. It's that'll, very be good streamer. Streamer. that'll be a streamer, That'll be a stream. That'll be a or Skip it or background noise. No, oh, that's a great I'll idea. I'll
3: have Harper on here to do a streamer or skip. It or
1: <laughs> Bluey. Bluey. Oh my god, that would be amazing. All right, so we're moving on to another repeat caller. Our friend Will.
6: Hey Miss missus, it's your friend Will. From Will Talk Disney, I don't know if it's going to translate that into Wilcox, but you never know. I just want to say congratulations on season one. Can't believe it's already been so many weeks. It's uh, crazy. You guys have definitely helped during the pandemic, and I just want to sincerely say thank you, um, thank you, CJ, thank you, Mackie, thank you, Isla, for making a difference during this time. Um, it hasn't always been the easiest, but Having you guys as a consistent has been amazing. So I truly appreciate all the hard work you guys are putting in. I know it's not always easy, uh, but you guys are a staple in my life, and I look forward to keeping it that way. So on to my question. I did something similar on my Instagram earlier this week, but I was wondering if you could add a country or two to EPCOT, what would it Mm. be? and why. Um, so I'll give you one of mine. So I picked India. I think mm-hmm. India would be a great vegetarian option. There's lots mm-hmm. of culture, lots of cool garment wear, um, and just a lot of fun that could be added into Epcot that I would love to see. So I really am interested to see what you guys would pick and Gal, um, just because I think you guys have great ideas as well. So again, congratulations on season one. Can't wait for season two and enjoy the, the small time off and we'll see you real soon.
0: That's a dope question. India is definitely top of the list because of entertainment options, music and dancing, uh similar to Morocco and uh and food options also similar to like Middle Eastern, like spite like the what I think what Morocco does for the Middle East, India could do for the eastern part of like, you know, like Asia. Um because we have China and Japan and we have Morocco but we don't have anything in between really <laughs> like we have like like we have Europe and like Germany and Norway and stuff but we don't have you know what i mean like mm-hmm. Turkey i think would be really cool for that same reason i would personally love for caribbean spanish to be represented and not just a stra- crappy like booth festival because like puerto rico dominica in public jamaica haiti like all of that stuff even that could all even be like in one but the caribbean spanish as opposed to mexico spanish is very very different mexico's very a lot more different. traditional um and so like the sort of more modern uh i don't want to say fun because i don't want to make it sound like mexico is not fun but like you know caribbean spanish are party people right it's, it's vibrant <laughs> a little bit more about yeah, vi- there's very, a certain vibe. Very vibrant, very a lot of energy and the food is outstanding. You know, you can do the not Spain version, but like Bahella and like you know traditional dancing and stuff like that, I think would be really cool this is Caribbean Spanish.
1: I have actually had this answer in my head for ages because if you all know Santorini, Greece, it's damn
3: you, that was mine. <laughs>
1: specifically Santorini yeah. with the blue roofs yeah. and lots of water around. I just, I yes, I I one hundred percent love Italy and that vibe out near the water. So I kind of think really, really like blow that idea up. Make this little like Greek pavilion feel like you're island hopping around Santorini. Um, I just. Those blue roofs uh, in Santorini are so striking, so beautiful that can you imagine looking out across the World Showcase Lagoon and seeing those like vibrant blue roofs on top of a building? You would know exactly what pavilion the Greek, the Greek pavilion was. So that would be it for me, Isla. Sorry, I stole yours, but I literally that has been the one on my brain forever. I just would love to see Santorini, Greece, in in the World Showcase Pavilion.
3: be I can't say it ever. It's Mykonos mikonos yeah mikonos um the it, greece has been on my bucket list since sisterhood of the traveling pants came out um i love <laughs> it's i have to go one day my i want so to go so bad also go my mom doesn't like planes but she said she would uh, make an exception for greece so i really, wow really want to do that what i'm gonna have to drug her it's fine
0: <laughs> That's okay. That's
3: I just want to get like a little fish pedicure. If anybody knows what I'm talking
0: about, yeah, those things freak me out. But I get it.
3: I want to sit with an uncle in their little apartment.
0: You have, have to take that Instagram picture wave. on those stairs that every sixteen-year-old I mean, girl takes. Ride. Is um, that what it is?
3: The uncle's house where you sit gotcha. and you eat Greek food. It's, gotcha. I have a whole vibe and a whole plan. It Isn't
0: that uh, a Mamma Mia too? Or am I wrong about that?
3: Yes, that is, it is? also Mamma Mia. Okay. Yes. Bye bye. How could I? There you go. Um, I love you, but if I'm gonna, can I like, can I just pick the easy one and pick Poland? Poland, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, That's a good one, too. Yeah, guys, let's drink good Kentucky food to Epcot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you said um, uncle, you gave me another really good one Hawaii.
0: Yeah, oh,
3: Hawaii I would be good. Would love- love absolutely nothing more than to go to a whole pavilion where i can call everyone uncle because if you've ever eaten at ohana with me you know i don't <laughs> shut up so... yeah and
1: mm-hmm. i would have never thought about that until you said uncle and as soon as you said uncle i was like oh hawaii would be a fun yeah, one too i love the
3: hawaii booth yeah. at flower and garden festival little hawaiian roll pork
0: and the uh and you could get it year-round now what's that Just they have some like mango cheesecake something or other yes Oh yeah. uh-huh. Uh, also, I look, thanks for
1: that idea you planted in my head. <laughs> I appreciate also,
0: uh, Egypt. Egypt is so dynamic and like building wise. Like, can you imagine? I like, think uh...
3: I would just really hate their version of the pyramid that they would put. Because oh,
0: I was thinking like Sphinx, the size of the Mexico yes like my but i just
3: feel as though it would be very tacky My cheap yeah that that's
0: probably why it. they didn't do it I, I imagine wait
3: another we didn't plan for this hot topic did you see the disney food blog exclusive today where morocco is being taken over by disney now yeah it's not going to be oh really owned by the what is it kingship or, of morocco, morocco no, anymore? Or, yeah you know, really yeah. Wow. Totally. Well, they've been in awful so,
1: debt, so I'm not I'm surprised. i sure just Disney drop was
3: probably like a hot topic on top of that. Right. One. Right. Right. Wild.
0: It's. To- so, it's. But it. It makes sense with it. With, it's topical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we're talking about.
1: So, so pierogies and always, it's kielbasa. Oh, pierogies and kielbasa? Huh.
3: Will, you said it twice. Bart's going to listen to this, and he's going to call you and get mad. Pierogi is plural.
0: Oh really? Do not add. Hold on. Dance. Wait. Really? Yes. Per- See? Okay. Pierogies like no. moose? Yeah, moose is <laughs> Yeah, it's like fish. Moose fish? Yeah. Okay. Pierog- Can I get a school okay. of
1: pierogi?
3: Every time somebody pierogis says pierogies is incorrect. Bart goes, not right
1: Really? <laughs> pierogies <Okay>. and
3: kilbasses. <laughs> yeah. Kilbasses is
0: also another okay. weird one that you don't put an S. It's interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, it's always Bart, a great conversation. A
3: so, there's like, and like, come on. Have you ever been. Okay, so maybe this is just like a a northeast thing because polish people flock to our area sure um, sure
1: have
3: you ever been a bunch around old people doing the polka because it is a hop into cj do you remember at my wedding when
1: oh oh do i remember at your wedding? do i remember at your wedding (laughs) yes
3: i think that was the highlight it was one of the highlights of the night this one polish song that they go wild for i also go wild for it now because i've been a part of this community for a long time now
1: could be lit in Epcot. <laughs> it could be lit. <laughs> Hey Will, another thought-provoking question, man. I appreciate that. That's a uh, great that was, one.
0: I love when a, people talk about this because it's there's so many great answers to it, and so this many actually ways could
1: become a, a show topic for us down the road where we get I the opportunity to really expand I on be, it. Yeah, I would be yeah, down. With that. So, so Will, thanks for that idea because we could well, this could be a season two show topic. Where we really get to expand on these ideas now, and this is what I mean, everybody. We love when you call in. It doesn't mean that you have to stop now. Do this on season one, or do this in season one. <laughs> too late do this in season two time machine
0: Do it and again. give us
1: and give us something to talk about we love when you guys call with these questions and the one who started this all off all right the one who really got me the idea to do the episode like this is our last call of the show it's our friend ray sean it's his first time calling in ray i really appreciate you man i appreciate you calling take it away let's hear your question
7: hey misfits this is ray sean um, as we all know, Disney is going through a hard time right now uh, financially, so, like, you know cash grabs are going to be a thing uh, come the near future in Disney parks. Uh, are there cash grabs that y'all do not want to see, like the Tomorrowland Cabanas popping back up? Because um, I certainly don't, but there is a cash grab that I do want to see, and that is, like, a hard-ticketed uh event, like a Disney date night. So imagine your favorite Disney couples having a stage show with like all of the love melodies, I guess you could say. Um, Of course, rare character meet and greets, and maybe a tiered dining plan that you can uh, pay for. So in the Magic Kingdom, if you want to have a uh, dinner at California grill and then go over to uh, Magic Kingdom to spend the rest of your night at the hard ticketed event, then you can do that. Or you can have a, step down from that is you know you can pay for dinner at would be our guest uh something i don't know but just let me know what y'all think is there a cash grab that y'all want to see in the parks thanks bye
1: i love that ray wraps it up with i don't know yet he put, presents an idea <laughs> that all three of us are like what this sounds I, incredible I'm officially
0: i'm officially taking applications for anyone when we do these show topics that if anyone wants to sit <laughs> for me somewhere. if you want to do my portion because that was
3: really good and i can't
0: <laughs> that's like awesome that was really good
3: so i've had this idea because i want meg and Herc in the parks together and i think it would be awesome to do a whole thing with stuff like that
0: I think like Valentine's time, you know, yes. January, February, you can do like, or maybe the whole month of February and March or something, you can do like, like leading up to Easter, you know, you can do hard ticketed events for couples. I that's beautiful. I love that, and the implication also, of that of like love, you know, just like pushing the theme of I love would is
1: really nice. Love
3: for that to be adults only.
1: Well, I think I, that's what he means. I think yeah. Ray literally was can like, it's a date night. It's adult only date night. night.
0: Like an act, like actual no date trailer. nights. Yep. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Wow. Um All
1: right, so before I brainstorm on what my cash grab idea would be, that was our good friend Ray, Ray from nowhere. I want to make sure we get the Instagram handle out there if any of you would like to go and start this conversation up with Ray. Uh Ray, your date night idea is killer. Uh I feel like any idea I come up with now is just going to pale in comparison, but um We've talked about it here in the past. I would love to see a Disney Afternoon type um, specific party event uh, for us, like you know, '90s kids. Um, kind of piggybacking off of what you said and what I said. Heck, I'd love to make it adults only because the kids don't. You know, because how many the kids, kids are going to be right? Am I yeah, right? How many kids are going to be like pumped <laughs> to go see Darkwing like we are? Um, so a Disney Afternoon event with Disney Afternoon, you know, like. You know, maybe even like nostalgic, like bowls of cereal, because <laughs> like, what else did you do on Saturdays except you know eat your eat your cereal and watch Disney cartoons? So, um, something that kind of harkens back to being a kid again lets us adults run around the park like children, and I think a Disney afternoon type event would be really great for that. So that's a cash grab that I would be on board hey. with. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, co-hosts, what about you?
3: I have two, one. Hey. <laughs> Want us to bring back the cake castle? I am begging you to please bring back the cake
1: castle. <laughs> You're I gonna be alone for, for Yeah, one of <laughs> one of two people on the planet who wants that to happen. Yeah, but go ahead and Well, so. you know
3: what? That sounds like a dope experience. It'll so, be you
0: and that one other person. So <laughs> yeah, I love that.
3: My actual cash grab idea is to bring back a nighttime event. I don't. Maybe we can incorporate it into the love night. I don't know, but I think it would make a lot of sense if Disney sold a separate ticketed event for Wishes. Bring it back on select Mm. nights for all of those crazy cult Wishes people. I am one of them. I just think it would be fun to bring back that show. And, I mean, it's got to cost less than Happily Ever After, so maybe they'll save oh, by money by not running Happily Ever
0: After every night. There's probably a not f- running it at all There's right probably, now. like, a fourth of the Fireware product in Wishes than there is in Happily Ever After. Not Look to mention the, the time on the projectors. Throw <laughs>
3: Tinkerbell back up there. Let her shoot out again. Give me Jiminy Cricket, and I'm good. And also bring back Celebrate the Magic, because I like that a lot more than most part of the time
0: until 10 seconds ago when you said that i didn't have anything to contribute and what that makes me think that i would want to do especially being the like self-proclaimed resident uh entertainment person (laughs) is i would love a a ticketed event (laughs) we all say ticketed events because ticketed events are easy ways to like get the money and have something special that only happens like you don't have to operationally do all the time but a a ticketed event of like nostalgia times so like if you brought back like a one night only or a one week only or whatever like the shows from 10 or 20 years ago like the like castle show from from the the million years of dreams and like okay, castle and i mean <laughs> right along with the yeah. castle obviously uh, but like the old uh philharmonic to bring back the toontown tuners uh on main street um like old entertainment things shows that have been retired that uh especially stage shows that i think people would really enjoy um and even doing that like in all in all the parks like high school musical at uh mulch sweat and shears at studios um there wasn't there like a weird jack sparrow special jack sparrow thing not the thing that he's doing now but there was like a show of some kind like the i think the the shows from the disney world that we fell in love with were really like the eisner era because that's kind of where a lot of those came from um in the late 90s uh So I think some kind of way to bring uh, all or some of those back would be a really cool thing. I, I I personally would pay, I get into the parks for free. I would pay money to see that, (laughs) to see old shows resurrected.
1: Anybody. Hey, hey, um, everybody listening, raise your hands if you're surprised that Mackie wants to bring old stage shows back. The good news is nobody nobody took their hands off the steering wheel. I can promise you everybody
0: I'm, uh, I'm consistent to a, to a fault at least. Now,
1: I wouldn't say it's to a fault though cuz it's a really good idea man. There's a lot of really good stage shows that I could see, you know, making a making a serious comeback. Um you know, I know I know that this is not necessarily popular opinion here on the podcast, but um I would be down to see the electrical parade come back, you know? And I oh, I my God. Just...
0: spectral magic if you can bring or, that back. If Holy they could if molly. they didn't dismantle the entire thing.
1: But no, yeah. No. I, I, I just, there are certain things that, yeah, parades, stage shows, there's a lot of stuff that nostalgia-wise, and the night with, with uh, Isla's wishes, you know? There's the just, wishes, yeah, lot. that's
0: what I was saying, like, wishes. like you bring back wishes, you bring back the a couple old stage shows, cinderella bration stuff, you know, from the early 2000s, and like, I mean, if they I gave me- I promise you,
3: people are paying for this. If like, they, nostalgia night. Yeah, I would. We've even got they, a title.
0: If they gave me four hours- of spectacle of dancing lights again i would lose my permanently like i just want it would be like resurrecting a loved like if you could have one more conversation with a loved one who died mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like that just Another one more grab.
3: bring walt's head up <laughs> i was <laughs> gonna say resurrect people from the dead <laughs> we will we will pay for that just, just,
0: uh, while you're at it bring back howard ashman bring back mark uh, marty S- M- marty, Sklar. marty Sklar. <laughs> just bring
1: them all back just go ahead just and open him. the vault let them all <laughs> out right. It's fine.
3: Dead day. We're going to bring down the dead.
1: <laughs> so dead there you dead. go, Ray Sean. We're bringing now. You literally brought it That's to fine. bringing back the dead. Um, but Ray, thank you for the thought provoking question that literally started this entire episode. Ray called with that question. Um, actually, I should say Ray asked me that question. And I said, Ray, please call in with that, man. That's a great one. And he did. And it literally gave me the idea for, Hey, let's just make this an entire call in show. So thank you for all of the calls. Uh we really did want the season finale to be representative of the entire Misfit Mafia, not just our three voices. So it meant a lot to have I, it was like nine or ten calls. That means a lot to have. We used to have to beg for calls. And now we had we had nine or ten calls calling for this for this season finale. It means a lot. So thank you everybody for calling with your questions, your awesome comments, um, your kind words, all of your support. It, it really does mean a lot. It tugs in our heartstrings, um, for sure. And uh and to wrap things up for the uh, the season, one last time, season of giving, season of scaring. Mackie, tell us a little bit about Spirit of Children.
0: So the most misfit of seasons is upon us, and the giving continues with a new charity highlight. Keeping with the theme of Halloween, we're going to shine our flashlights on Spirit of Children. It's a charity tied to your favorite Halloween pop-up store. Bringing fun and funds to local hospitals year-round, Spirit of Children has been focusing on making hospital stays less scary for children and their families since 2007. Raising uh, over $65 million since its start, the foundation guarantees That 100% of your donation will go to the Child Life Department in your local hospital. Partnering with over 144 local hospitals in both the U.S. and Canada, this is a donation you can make that will hit close to your home and could make an impact in a variety of ways. Past donations have been used for aquatic and pet therapy, music and art, educational toys, uh, and toys designed to distract children during medical procedures. So this Halloween, let's put the care and scare and help out Spirit of Children. The link will be in our show notes.
1: All right. Thanks, Mackie, for wrapping up Spirit of Children. Next time you guys hear us, uh, the start of season two, it will be a brand new charity highlight. uh, And we're, we're very excited to keep the charity highlight going. I've had a lot of you who have sent some screenshots saying that you have actually gone and donated to some of the charities that we've highlighted. And that's what we want. That's a, that's literally, it's a huge deal to all of us. Um, it, any amount matters. It's just the fact that we know we are in a position to help other people. So thank you everybody for making our two highlights, our two charity highlights successful so far. And we're really looking forward to kicking it off even bigger in season two. Now let's talk about our feelings. <music> We know it is feelings, you know it is Mickey bars and Molotovs. And uh, as always, kicking it off, lighting the thing on fire, burning it down. Who's got a Molotov to kick it off, kick it off this week?
3: I went back to the office. <laughs> bum,
1: bum, bum. Or as we like
0: to call it, the bad place. The bad place. The bad place. <laughs>
3: I have nothing good to say about it. Like, literally nothing good to say about it. It is so awkward. I have to do this check in thing every day um That I say I don't have COVID and then I go I have to wear my mask and this is not me dogging the COVID precautions I wear my mask and I wear it proudly because I don't want to get myself or anybody that I love sick or anybody that I don't love I don't want anybody to get sick so that's fine but uh, it just has bad vibes guys it's not it's yep. not it it's not for me I miss my couch I miss being able to swap laundry on my break yeah. It was a you good. miss your co-hosts
1: bothering you and taking away your lunch break so you can record a podcast? I
3: do. I miss I I wish I was recording on my lunch break instead of eating lunch in my car.
0: So Oh god, that sounds like the actual bad place. It's amazing how much how effective it is to have some peace of mind and being able to get like one or two extra things done in your house. Even just like you said, like swapping laundry is not a huge thing but being able to just walk over there and do it and come back to work. Work is not like getting a less efficient you. They're still getting all their work out of you, but to get just that little, like, it just helps you be a bit, like feel better as a human being, you know? And then you're, you're more comfortable at I work. also
3: have just been so proactive about where I go, who I see, what I do. Like, I
4: mm-hmm.
3: have been very safe for the past seven months, and I have been very particular about everything. And yeah. I still stand with how strict I am, and I am not ashamed of it. I'm not embarrassed. I... I'm very proud of how good Bart and I have done and we've kept Harper safe and it's been good. And now I just feel like I am exposed yeah. to people that just don't yep. give a crap. And that, yep. I hate it so much that I don't have control over that anymore. Yeah. I was like Nothing you can bit. do. There's nothing I can do. So that, this is, it's the situation. And I know people have worked through this the whole entire time. And I know that I sound like a spoiled brat right now. It's just, this was a huge shock and it was very fast. Like it was yeah. like, I'm, working from home and now i'm back in the office and it's like yeah i'm so running that's my bad
0: we're running into a similar thing with taryn too where like when we were all off and we were home we were very like oh we can control exactly what we touch and who we see and how how long we are in contact with people and then as soon as she went back to school it's all hell broke loose and it's just like you know you can't control anything you know you just have to like
3: and i'm roll a control freak so it's like yeah now this i am whole too whole thing is I have no control and I really hate that. And that's why well, hating on, you know, where I work. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah, it's hard. It's
1: definitely hard. hard. That's uh, and
3: I needed two minutes to just let it out. That's been super frustrating. Good on you.
1: <laughs> well, continuing on the short, sweet, and out of our control Molotov. Uh, mine's sick kids. Um, Being sick, period. Uh, spoiler alert, everybody. I'm the real reason that <laughs> we, we had to wait to get this episode out. I've been really, really sick. Uh, and sadly now have passed it on to Riley. Do not worry. COVID negative. I've taken the test. Nobody needs to at me or ask, you know, what's going on. Um, but now Riley is very sick. And that's my real Molotov this week uh, is when your kid's sick. Because at her age, she can't tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. She can only get sick and have a fever. <laughs> and it's pretty it's rough. It's better
3: when they can tell you either, believe me. It's <laughs> all around a terrible situation.
1: Um, <laughs> but like when they when you go to the doctor and they try to give her Tylenol and she literally gets sick right away like can't even get the Tylenol down it's just it's been mm. a lot um she's she's hopefully turning the corner everything seems fine she seems a little bit better as the day progresses but just sick kids in general and i know this is the time of year a lot of people who are listening may have a kid sniffling in the back of the car <laughs> right now as we speak so uh, it's that time of year where the kids are going to be sick and the parents are going to be miserable because all we want to do is take it away and, and make our kids feel no pain. So that's my Molotov this week is I wish my kid didn't feel any pain. I wish, make me sick for a few more days. I've been sick for, for nine days at this point. I'll take three more so that my <laughs> child doesn't have to deal with it. There you go. Light that on fire. Germs. I'm done with them.
0: <laughs> Germs. Germs are the worst. Um, so obviously there's been a saga of me getting a home. Uh, I'm still not in the new home. Uh, The reason for not being in the new home is what my Molotov is. Uh, Bank underwriters who underwrite mortgages, they can completely just suck it. They can can just leave forever. We'll get our money somewhere else because they're not great. I, the, the underwriters in our particular situation uh, made a basically criminal offense out of me being furloughed and decided to drag our underwriting from what is normally a five day process to you'd think for pandemic counting, you know, accounting for the pandemic uh, would be like a two week process. We are on over almost 50 days. Uh, for, I think it was 40 days right now. We are 40-something, two days or something like that uh, when the underwriting was submitted. um, And so the bank has successfully postponed our closing. Today is the fourth time that the closing has been postponed. I have lost every single weekend in October to move and had to adapt. We are thankfully not living in our car. We're not living in a box. We have not been evicted from our apartment. Everything is fine. But having to be told you're going to move in, you're going to have keys four separate times and have the bank be like, just kidding, can we see your birth certificate one more time, is, yeah, I'm done with that. So like, bank underwriters can just be removed from the mortgage process, and I think no one would miss them. I just think that. You
3: can get your money from Jason at Happiest Photography because he is in the mob. So That's
0: true. That's true. we are not me. starting let's, rumors here, I promise. Let's let's talk about us, you know, getting <laughs> a ring. But anyway, I mean, I yeah, the the bank obviously is has everybody's best interest and in, in heart They're trying to make sure that we can actually afford the mortgage. They're trying to make sure we don't foreclose. However, really annoying, and I wish it I was I mean, on fire.
3: at some point they should just kind of let you figure it out and if you're going to foreclose on your house then I, I
0: mean, mean, right. But in, in, the, in the current climate, a, a lot of people who are furloughed and don't have jobs are trying to, like, fake their way into buying a house because interests are low. So I understand their alarm. But, like, we proved more than enough times that they had they had to call uh, three different s- senior levels of people on this case to, like, oh, I'm, I see that your wife is a different name. Was she divorced? Does she have alimony? Does she have kids? Is there, like, no, we would have reported all that. Do your job. Stop. Like, why are you making it? Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a production. Um, there, are, there is happy news. Everything is fine. We didn't lose the house, which is my only concern. But it was a very, it should be a happy time and it's not. So I want to let it on fire. This part, I want to let it on fire. And the thing that I really annoys me is that nobody ever really has the answer for how to do this the first time. The only way you can get this information is to suffer through it the first time. And then you can be like, oh, now I know all the steps. Like, why isn't there a place you can learn, like, how to do this? You know what I mean?
1: As somebody who's currently living in the first house that we've ever bought, um, Isla, I know, like, has heard this many, many yeah, times. I still live in an apartment. <laughs> Isla has heard this story. We looked at, on paper, over 100 houses. We walked into over 50 houses. We lost four houses before yeah, we finally got our hard, one house. Man. It is hard, I will be the one to be honest with you. Everybody's always like buying your first house is an exp- is a wonderful experience. That is complete and utter it's bullshit. Not. It's moving into your first house. Yeah. It's well, making having your already making your in. first house a home. <laughs> right. It's when you yeah. make it a it's when you make that house a home. That's the best experience, but the buying, no, that's that's awful. It's,
3: it's a horrible. Awful. Time.
1: It's so, um, yeah, I feel you man. I, we've been there. Fun. We've been there. No. We've been there same all right, so the let's first wedding
0: sucks but the second one sometimes is all right <laughs> i'm just saying
1: <laughs> uh so let's kick it off hey we always end every episode positive you know we are 100 percent gonna end the season on a positive note i have something that i really i'm gonna choke emo cj choke my way through as the last mickey bar of the season so i'm gonna let my co-hosts go first isla and mackie please your mickey bars
3: i am super awkward that is a great Mickey bar. Like four <laughs> friends, um, in real life. One of them has been around for twelve years, and I love her dearly. But I don't fit in, which sounds like very nineteen ninety eight cliche high school <laughs> rom com. But I don't. I'm I'm super weird. So this was a big deal for me to do because I was like, I people don't like me. I'm I I'm very aware of that. False. I'm so it's. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna do this, and I know you guys all know that I said no multiple times. to (laughs) Uh, CJ, finally, I just said yes because I was like, this isn't gonna stop.
1: (laughs) And and let me (laughs) clarify right now, it never would have stopped until the day you finally joined me on the podcast,
0: and I would have joined in.
3: It's, Ben's actually one of the only good things that has happened this year. So I'm very thankful for that because. There has been a lot of bad. I know a lot of people have seen a lot of bad, and I know we're all just blaming 2020 as a whole because there's really nothing more we can do. But I'm very thankful for the Misfits on Maine because I don't know what I would be doing right now. I know that it has been so difficult for us to get scheduling figured out and to plan these episodes and make sure they're out. And I'm sorry we're a week late on this one. Get over it. But <laughs> it's been... The best. Like I didn't know Matt. I knew Mackie. I met him once before. Didn't really know him. I now consider him one of my best friends because we are the same human being, <laughs> True. which is wild.
0: <laughs> CJ
3: and I talk every single day, um multiple times a day. Yep. When it was like that before, but not to this extent. Yeah, yeah. Now when I visit him, we can record an episode, which is super cool. I'm very thankful for my husband because he is very supportive of this. He is super proud of me which is really good to have i think that's super important and i, I have
1: to thank him Harper. too because he I'm he elbowed you sorry but <laughs> i have to i have to thank bart too because he <laughs> elbowed you along the way with me like he really did he was very he not only was supportive but he really wanted you to do this yes, too so i have really to thank him for that to do this too.
3: because i probably wouldn't have done it if you just didn't tell me that oh that that's do. awesome so, thanks thanks bart love you um it's gotten me to be more creative. I've done a couple more things since doing the podcast. You know, I've gotten back into vlogging, which I have told CJ that I've wanted to do for a long yeah, time. Yes, I'm so proud of you. Do, we forget to do everything creative when we're together. So,
0: <laughs> so, so true. I have
3: turned this into an Oscar speech of thank yous. But thank you to every misfit that has reached <laughs> out to me, even the ones that make fun of me for my unpopular opinions. I shout out to the haters. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is the I'm excited for more. I didn't know when I was going to quit because I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But I'm going to stay. So oh, I'm good. I'm excited that I'm going to stay. <laughs> so you, this is me saying yes to the extension of this. I approve and I will do season two. Oh,
0: I, nice. will <laughs> approved it. her contract. That's awesome. Yeah, L- live yeah, on
1: the air. The ink is still mind. dry. The ink is still dry. But but yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so awesome. thanks, guys.
3: You guys are good this is good this is good for me i don't like to get get into stuff like this you know i
1: um can i also say that we have seen emo cj make appearances on the show multiple times we've never seen an emo isla moment and this is like i'm telling you right all right now as one of her best friends this is the this is an emo isla sure this is this is how it gets so uh i will i will talk more about both of you in my mickey bar but obviously i am thankful for you and i'm thankful that you finally uh gave in and said
0: yes <laughs> absolutely bullying works very yes. effective form of of uh getting Friend- people to friendly do what you bullying want. but sure
1: all right Mackie what you got man? uh
0: same same a lot of speaking of thank yous uh I uh <laughs> I, was I was just like, gonna say Academy. everything that Isla said next question no I'm just kidding um so yeah I it, it this has been a, an amazing outlet and super fun um and I getting to expand upon something that we just you know in in its infancy we're we're hobbling along and trying to figure out a way through it and getting to further that uh with such a creative backbone that we already have uh in cj's <laughs> complex show writer brain which is uh <laughs> something that that no podcast really has a very few podcasts get to get to benefit from is that structured show writing style that are not um produced by actual television companies, you know um, and I love that we get to do a little bit of everything and that we that we are, all three of our personalities are very much represented on this show and i wanted something a lot more loose and and haphazard cj wants a lot of structure isla is like is the like I'm here. I'm here, but your She's reactions the to things you're yeah. you're interjecting and and your kind of anti-structure i think the three of those things balance this show so well and we can see that in our fans um and so the base of what the show is is something that i'm very grateful for and the thing that i am honestly the most grateful for even outside of this show but also affecting this show is my amazing wife who i know uh, will probably be listening to this to this uh, on a on a run probably outside of our home somewhere um i uh would not be able to do this without her like most of the things that i do i cannot do without her because she when she's not actively pushing me uh, and inspiring me to do the things that I'm doing, I am observing her going through hell in kindergarten right now, especially this year um, being pushed way beyond the boundaries of what she's comfortable with and what she is able to do and, and still coming out of that, you know, alive and well and successful is very inspiring to me also. So I, I would like to spend the, final mickey bar of this season giving a shout out to uh to taryn for being the dope goddess that she is in supporting me and being great so great that just her existing inspires me as well so that's like a whole box of m bars. ms but what
3: a oh, moment. man!
1: So, uh, from emo Isla to emo Mackie, we know we know that I am going to be certainly. Should emotional. we leave?
0: Should we give you a moment? No. Should we just should we shut just, all the lights off and let away? you?
1: Yeah, no. I'm literally not even gonna be able to look at my co hosts as I <laughs> as I talk about this because a, uh, yes, I have to second what both of them have said about thanking their significant others. So, um, Taryn Bart. As the as the guy who I guess for lack of a better term spearheaded the idea of us coming together as boss. a as a podcast. I hate when they ever reference anything do, like that, but because um... when
0: you leave, all hell breaks loose. So that's clearly <laughs> yeah, you have to be. there. Now yeah.
1: so... <laughs> um, I know from having doing from doing this in the past that it when like everybody can say it takes a village. It's very true for this. Um, somebody has to make dinner. Somebody has to watch the children. Somebody has to has to help fill the void so that we can take a 90 you know, minute break from life to step away, ask for complete silence and record a podcast. And that's, that's Karen, please really. please stop
0: banging chicken in the kitchen. Thank
1: you. <laughs> I loved Robert that moment King, though,
3: please stop. but my,
1: but the point still remains the same that, um, I wouldn't get to do this with these two awesome co-hosts without the two people by their side that allow them the opportunity to come hang out with me and talk about one of our favorite things. Um, so that I cannot let go unsaid. But uh, my, my big Mickey bar this week is um, you guys thanked everybody that we really needed to thank. Our great listeners, the great community, um, the haters. each other. Um, I need <laughs> to thank haters, you man. two I need, and the haters. Uh, I need to thank you guys. Um, hey, we've talked about it a couple times in this season, and I promise you uh, we'll do a lot less of it in season two. But I've done podcasting before. I've been there. Doing it with these two co-hosts has been the best time. I would take these 25 episodes. The
3: most okay?
1: No, best. Screw most okay. The best. I would best take okay-est? these 25 episodes I would take these 25 episodes and trade them with the other 150 I have done. Bar none. Don't even have to think twice about it. This has been the best time. Of my professional life being behind the microphone with you two so emo cj was definitely going to come out we all knew that was going to happen but i truly love these two Uh, i love the show that we have built together uh mackie hit the nail on the head um the the show that this has become hasn't been easy we have certainly had arguments we have certainly had discussions we have certainly had opportunities where we have been like we take, broke take, up. A take, we a, take a breath.
0: Take a take a breath. Lin Manuel Miranda really hit. Um,
1: <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> <laughs> but that's oh, a tough time. the the true The true testament of a great team is that we come out of every one of those discussions with a better show. We are true. better for those conversations and those and those arguments and those opportunities. So that's what I will stand by. That's what I will say. I'm really excited for for season two. Is to keep bringing you this adapting misfits on main show that we, so popular, uh, that we are so popular. That we are so popular. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that we are so, so proud. Cheese. That we are so. That we are so proud of. Truth, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I was trying to say immensely proud, and somehow that came out popular. Um, that we course. are immensely like, proud is, of. True. We're gonna um, so yeah, um, emo CJ sucking <laughs> sucking the tears back up into my eyelids. You did not. But, you um, were crying. We were I real. actually yeah we I was. Um, I am. And you I'm can't I'm cry so, when we're being so ridiculous. So, about <laughs> <laughs> so thankful for you both and the entire Misfit Mafia. Um, I, I used to say this all the time. Uh, we would just be three weirdos talking into microphones if it weren't for I'm all sure. of you downloading and listening. So thank you for making us not just three weirdos talking to each other. Thank, thank you for, for
3: not letting us talk. Download to the and listen. that would suck. Yeah.
1: Um, and that, that's it for me uh, for this week, for this season. Season one has been a blast, y'all. I am so hyped for season two. And uh, for everybody who is asking, season two, two weeks. All right. We're, we're taking a two week hiatus, but two weeks from the launch of this episode, you'll be hearing these voices again for season two of Misfits on Main. And uh, thank you all. Thank you all so very much. That closes it down for Season 1 on the Island of the Misfit Toys. So, Isla, what should they definitely do right now?
3: If they didn't get it the last 24 of these episodes, it's time to smash that like button.
1: That's right. Whether it's a heart, star, plus sign, make sure that you subscribe and come back and join us for the start of Season 2. That's right, every Monday when we'll be bringing you even more Misfit Magic. If you love what you heard, consider dropping a five-star review and we will read it here on the show. Want to be involved in a future episode? Consider calling our voicemail like all those wonderful folks did today and we may just play it here on the podcast. 407-900-5448 For all social media, to leave an idea for a future episode or to join our Patreon for more behind-the-scenes content like me discussing my fifth gate that's secret gate over on patreon head to misfits on and until next time keep the magic alive look out for each other and we will see you next time the misfits come out and play bye bye ttfn
0: views expressed in this podcast are those of the misfits and are not associated with the disney company zad crew media our affiliates or sponsors
3: and that was evan just professionally and politely telling you that we're just three misfits being assholes